Hey guys, JG here. I just want to take a minute to thank you for downloading this podcast. And remember to come back every Monday for new episodes of Obscurities of the Silver Screen on our new home Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the beginning, we had no Beastmaster. And then, in 1982... We were given Beastmaster. Ten years later, Mark Singer would return to the world and become Beastmaster once again. And now, for the finale you've all been waiting for, Beastmaster 3, The Eye of Brexis. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 48, I think, of Obscurities of the Silver Screen. I am J.G. Murphy. That is Remy Gray. Remy, how are you? I'm doing fantastic and a little melancholy because... Yeah. Because it's the end of the line. This is it. Not for the show. There's a TV show. No, 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 no. I I meant for us, for this show. (laughs) Right, right, yeah, yeah. It's the end of the line for Beastmaster. We aren't aren't done with the podcast. We are finished with the Beastmaster movies, though, and it was kind of sad. You know, it was funny. When we started this... We both thought we would hate the sequels. We thought, we're going to love the first one. The sequels look like they could be way too wild to even enjoy. I had an inkling that I would become a fan of this. Yeah. Uh, whether or not the movies were good, but I did think that the first one would be, like, the good one. And the other two would and be kind of cheesy. And the other two would just be just trash. Yeah. Um, but they were surprisingly really good. Really with, good. With the budgets they had, they still were able to make it work and make it really good, you know? Yeah. And they're fun. First one sets up a really cool fantasy world with, like, Rip Torn and yeah. stuff like that. But, like, this one has the best writing, I think, in it. Be- in terms of, like, you know, um, plots and schemes. Like, this one had some really interesting, like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. You know, like, oh, that was really interesting. And there's one point, we'll get to it later when we get to that point in the movie, but it was like, dude, that was a really like, was, cool fake clever. out. Yeah. It was clever, yeah. Um, so Beastmaster I, 3, people. Yeah. Uh, Threestmaster. Threestmaster. <laughs> Starring Mark Singer again, and also starring Casper uh, Van Dien from Starship Trooper uh, fame. Uh, he plays the younger brother of Dar Tall, if you remember Tall from the first movie. Yeah, Tall was a little kid. Who was not blonde. Which, in- <laughs> and also, like, somehow caught up in age to Dar in this. Yeah. Like, they're both, like, I mean, Dar is obviously, like, in his 40s or something. Yeah. But um, still ripped and sexy. The only thing that I noticed, like, age-wise with Mark Singer in this is that he's starting to get that, like, Iggy Pop torso. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Where he's, yeah. like, ripped, but his skin is just not It's starting to get it. flabby. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it's not, like, fat flab. It's just old skin. Yeah. Like, he's he's just looking a little bit old. But he's yeah. ripped, still sexy, still master of the beasts, mm, big still can sword, blonde my hair, beast. doing silly things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, this was great. And we've enjoyed all of this. And so without further ado, I guess, let's get into the movie. Absolutely. So we open up. And we got uh, our bad guy, Aegon, Lord Aegon. Get him right off the bat. So so it's like these two old farts in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> two, two farts in a cave. 
One fart said to the other fart. One said one. One fart said to the other fart. Hey man, you smell. Ten out of ten, John. <laughs> Thank you. That was a great <laughs> joke. I love it. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> All right. So there's two old guys in a cave. Um, mm, and, sounds and like then, a good porno. And then one of the old dudes uh, goes. Uh, there's like these two statues of like these weird like lizard-looking turtle things. And uh, he, he, like, does some kind of incantation, like, something, and then, like, <laughs> lights, lights, magic, fog stuff, and then he's, like, just a little bit younger. Like, yeah. He's, he's not... Like, maybe, like, ten years younger. Yeah, and his hair is now, like, dyed so, jet black. So he's, like... Like, he looks... So he went from looking, like, fucking, like, He looks Dumbledore. like how Keith Richards looks now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was gonna say Keith Richards, I was gonna say Alice Cooper. Okay, okay, I can see that, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but originally he had like snow white hair and straight up looked like, uh, Dumbledore. Um, he looked like yogurt from Spaceballs, <laughs> oh, yeah. but human. And, and now he just looks like Alice Cooper, which is like fine or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You're I guess that's old. an improvement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fucking. Um, and then he explains, he explains to his like cohort or whatever. He goes, uh, I need to find the eye of Braxis. And then it just cuts to Dar. Our hero, yeah. our beast master, and he's frolicking through flowers. Yeah. Like, it's a slow motion with, like, you know, it almost has, like, a Tarzan Phil Collins soundtrack going on in the background. Like, it's kicking and has that 80s sort of, like, happy synth thing going. And he's just, like, family. and he's just running through flowers. And he's got a big-ass sword unsheathed. And he's got this serious face. And he's just charging. And then Rue shows up. You know his his uh, feline counterpart, who's now a who's now a lion who's now in this a movie. Lion. So he started out as a as a spray painted black tiger to just a regular tiger to now a lion. Yeah, it changes every movie. It's fine. It's fine. We, we accept it. Um, I wish there was a Beastmaster four because it would probably be some new cat. It'd be a bobcat or yeah, something like that. You yeah. Know? Or or uh, no, they fuck him over and give him an ocelot. You know, who's dangerous? Ocelots are dangerous. They are cool, but they're small. Yeah. Not as big and imposing as say a lion. I do like that he has to have like big animal or a bear. Oh my! Big animal, two small animals, and a bird. Yeah, like that's a pretty well-rounded beast master. It's a good. It's me. a good. It's a good balance. It's so good he's balance. frolicking through flowers. <laughs> um, Here we go gathering nuts in May. And it has this really nice like opening credit scene, as if you've cared about the past two films. Yeah. Because it's like. Okay, there's Dar looking cool with his sword running through flowers in slow yeah. motion. And then who's that over there? Holy shit, that's Rue, except he's a lion. And then what's that in the sky? That's Chirac. That's our falcon. And what's that in his pants? <laughs> a big old dick. No, it's it's uh, Kodo and Poto, except they're not in his pants. They're outside and running next to him. Yeah. Which, which is they, interesting. Yeah, because cause he gave him away to the girl in the second movie. Yeah, that's how it ends. They He's died like, in the first movie. He gave him away in the second movie. I think he just finds new ferrets every time. He's just like Kodo and Poto. All right. The only name for ferrets. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it, it will helps us. I think he can't handle le- uh, letting Kodo and Poto leave his life. So he has to, like, you know, come up with new ferrets and name them Kodo and Poto to make, it think, make him think that, you know. I wonder still if he has, him. like, a sad transitional phase in between every, like, reincarnation of them where he's just got, like, two socks stuffed <laughs> that he just holds, and he's like, Kodo, Poto, and he's, like, just talking to them, and everybody's like... Because no, I imagine it's sad. hard to find ferrets. I, I don't... I mean, they are in, like, a deserted, barren, like, Mad Max land. Yeah, so where are the fucking ferrets? Come to think of it, there are zero animals other than the Beastmasters. Exactly. Animals. 
Uh, this one did bring in. Uh, no, there's horses. They have horses. But that's it. This one has a camel at one point. Oh yeah, but that's it. But that's it. There's no animals. Transportational in this world. animals. Yeah. Was there Nothing really else. A dog or anything? No. There was oh no... yeah, in the first movie, there remember dog? his doggy that died? Oh, that's right. He had a dog that died. Yeah. Wow. All right. So this back to Beastmaster Three. Um. Um. So as he's running through the flowers, he looks in the distance and sees a caravan. And Dar, being the smart man that he is, knows that this is bandit territory. So he's like, oh shit, gotta go yeah. check this out. So he runs over to them right as they're getting sacked by bandits. And, uh, sacked. And it's like this family. Suck it to me, suck it to me. It's this family in the caravan, and it's like a man, woman, and a child. John is boxing with his microphone, yep. in case you were wondering what that sound Hi, was. Um, so the bandits sack this caravan. And they reach in. Oh my God! Did this ever come back? They reach into the caravan and pull out like this golden Power Rangers looking action figure, and they go, "No, yeah, yeah, yeah." They go, "This is worthless." Yes. They go, "This is worthless," and break it and throw it. And then the caravan dude is like, "No, no, no! That is a, a totem for our god. Like that is very important." That's to like our a people. totem of Braxis. Oh, is that what that? Oh, yeah. that is what that is. Okay. Yeah. So he says that's a totem of Braxis. It's a, it's the god of our people. Yeah. And then the bandits like. Ah! fucking care about that and just like throws it away yep and then dar shows up kicks a bunch of ass rue shows up mauls a dude like it, it gets very violent but then there's this one bandit and dar like points his sword at his throat and he says can i can i say the line go for it go for it my friends call me dar but you can call me Beastmaster. That's actually a pretty good Dar voice impression. Mark Singer has an awesome voice. He has a really cool voice, and especially in this world, because it's very, you know, uh, 80s fantasy. So everyone talks like this. Like, oh, my lord, you blah, 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 My leash. Yes. And then, but I'm Dar. I'm the Beastmaster. And he's just got this, like, American badass voice. It's it's kind of fun. He sounds like, um... Superman for the quest for peace, uh, you know, the bad guy, nuclear man, and that he sounds like nuclear man. Sure. I could see that. Yeah. Moving on. Um, so if the, you will, the caravan gets the sacked, but Dar saves the day. I'm Beastmaster. And then, and then gives that badass line and then lets that one bandit live. And he's like, just go. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want any more bloodshed. I'm the right. Beastmaster, not fucking kill master. Dude. Yeah. And then, uh, the family tells, uh, Dar that they're going they were going to offer this this little statuette of Brass uh, Braxis to uh, Tall as an offering. Bum you know? bum bum. Who the fuck is Tall? Tall is that little kid from the first movie. King Tall. That is the King the tall. kid that became bum, bum. yeah. Do do bum 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 bum. King, King Tall. Bum bum. Funky Tall. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, Tall played by Casper Van Dien, who uh, also canonically is Dar's uh, younger brother. Yes. Casper Van Dien is yes he is canonically <laughs> yes Casper Van Dien. Um, so yeah so uh, and then Seth is there too like they, so 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 they go Dar, to, they Dar go, goes to visit yeah, his Dar goes to visit his, his little bro and Seth is there his not, buddy from the first movie not the same guy though I know different Sadly, actor different but this actor was still pretty good but he does play a very good Seth yeah like he's very stoic but kicks so much ass Seth um so yeah Tall is now High King Seth is at his side Dar meets with them. 
to liberate a town from Aegon's grasp. Yes. Now, Aegon is the evil sorcerer that we saw in that intro. Yeah. And we're finding out that he's doing, you know, evil his sorcerer crimson stuff. And he's sending out his crimson warriors to, like, to like take over the land. Who are these cool, like, rough rider? Like, they've got, like, animal skulls and shit all over there. They yeah. have bows. I love this design. They have, like, these giant long bows. And right where the arrow knocks is the open mouth of an animal skull. Yeah. So the arrow flies out of an animal skull. That's really cool. I love it. And then they also have swords, and the blade is just blood red. Yeah. It's cool. It's like, cool. They're, they're cool, it's like, cool barbaric villains. Yeah. So uh, Tall decides to go, like, liberate this uh, this uh, village that has been taken by... Uh, Aegon. Aegon, yeah. yeah. And Aegon's warriors ambush Tall's camp. Right. And uh, Dara finds out about this because his eagle or his hawk, Chirac, Chirac, Chirac. Uh, finds it or sees it with his hawk's eye. And then uh, Dara's like, no. And he goes to the camp to find the survivors. And he finds the family that uh, he gave. The that, caravan. That, yeah, the caravan family. And clearly, so you see the mother and the daughter and they're like kneeling next to the husband who clearly is dead because he has an arrow through his heart. Just straight through him. But, she, but then the, the wife says, he is near dead. And I'm like, no, he's all dead. He's like not moving. They're he's like not, talking yeah. over his body as yeah. the entire town is burning. He's dead, dead. Um, There is a quick moment that happened right before this that is absolutely important to this okay. entire story. So, Oh, yeah. right. If anything, like... Uh, if this is the whole point of the movie. you want to do this. Um, no, it's fine. We can go back. Yeah, let's... let's so, so... We like, just go back, roll, say this, and then we'll talk about roll the back. whole thing. We... <laughs> So, as Dar is speaking to King Tall, his younger brother, and Seth, um, Tall's like, come with me. I need to tell you something. And they, like, walk over to his, like, tent, or his kingly tent that's, yeah. I guess, just nicer than the other tent. <laughs> right. It's just, like, it's just slightly larger. Bigger and, like, has a cushion. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe there's, like, some milk by his bedside. Yeah. Something, like, something cool. <laughs> like a bowl of grapes. And it's in a bucket of the nice sand. Yeah. <laughs> the nice sand. So, so Tall is like, brother. I'm going to start speaking like you. Actually, no, he doesn't. He doesn't he's more speak like, like that. Brother, I am going to tell you what you need to do right now, brother. What is that thing around your neck, brother? It is what I was going to tell you about, brother. Here, you must take half of this amulet. What kind of amulet is this? It Where is, did you get this? It is you. It is. It is. Aegon wants. I don't know, man. Aegon wants it. Um, <laughs> it's a fucking MacGuffin. It's a it's and, a MacGuffin. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so we find out that this amulet was given by Tall and Dar's father yeah. to Tall, and then, and it's like this really cool like triangle amulet with an eyeball in the center of it, or well, like, then, like a place for an eyeball. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then, but then Tall's like, "Hey, check this out!" and breaks it in half, yeah. and then gives half of it to Dar, yeah. and Dar's like. Okay, cool. And then, like, okay. puts it on, so now they both have half of this amulet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then fast forward again to the entire town being decimated by Aegon's Crimson Warriors. All right. And then, and, then, and then we find the caravan family. Yeah. And then the dad's dead. Yeah. So, um, and, then, and then the caravan family uh, says, because Dar's like, but where's my brother? They took him. Where? To Aegon. Aegon? A- yeah. Like... Like just to him or to his castle or to yeah, like t- a... took they took him to his to his castle. Okay, um, where's his castle? Uh, it, it's it's over there. Got it. You know, <laughs> just, um, just generally. Can, can I see the direction we were heading? That's kind of where you want to go. Okay, so I know there's like a way. million. No, 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 not that way. That way. Close, close. All right. 
good enough. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Maybe you know what? Can you can you show me your your first option? Okay, that way. <laughs> that might be it. I can't remember. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm done. But I'm it just could be totally on the other direction. I yep. don't know. I don't know. We kind of got turned around. I'm thinking. I I tend to do this a lot in films where I just camp out for a minute and then the action happens and then I go towards that. I think I'm just gonna do that. All right, but I think you know. All right, Beastmaster, ahoy, hoy! <laughs> <laughs> and then Dar just hoys off and goes off in that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice so, little bit. so oh oh and this is great when he hoys off that way he gets on a camel out of nowhere and takes yeah, off that's right so my happy ass i'm like great now dar's got a camel and that was very short-lived because the very next scene dar's riding on a camel through like a little valley and the crimson riders the crimson warriors show up they're like halt beast master because you're obviously like the brother of this dude that yeah we just kidnapped oh yeah sorry if i didn't mention that tall got kidnapped Did yeah we mention that, we mentioned that okay. already. yeah yeah sorry going back and forth threw my brain up um so then uh they they're like halt you can't fucking kill us because there's a bunch of us and we're under the protection of great high wizard lord Aegon. um <laughs> so fuck off and, <laughs> and, and they like that shoot. was the actual line so um so fuck off. Yeah. So, so then they like shoot like three arrows at the ground, and that scares the camel and throws Dar's off it, it, Dar off of its back. Yeah. And this old ass man in robes and a cane comes up, and he's like, mm, "You boys in your silly costumes and shooting arrows, and ta-da! It's actually Seth." And then he kicks him. Oh no! I never and knew. He, <laughs> and he does like some really cool fight scenes. Um, he's got like he this does cool, cool fight scenes. He does. He, <laughs> Seth does cool fight scenes. I'm good at telling movies. Um, and he does. He actually does this really cool move that I loved because two of the Crimson Warriors are, are on horseback still. And Seth just takes his, like, pole arm thing that he has. It's like a big old staff. Yeah, yeah. And he just holds it out and leaps and, like, does this, like, diving leap in between both of the horseback riders and knocks them both off of their horses. Right. And then, like, finish it, finishes it into, like, a cool roll and stands back up and is like, ha-ha, Seth. Yeah. And Seth takes down the baddies. Yeah. And uh, then... Oh, Seth- also, uh, Kodo jumps out of Dar's pocket and bites one of the horse's ankles. Yeah. That throws off one of the Crimson Riders. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Seth takes down the baddies. And then Seth and Dar decide to go track more baddies. And find Tall. Right. And Tall, meanwhile, at, at Aegon's uh, uh, fortress, Tall yeah. is brought to Aegon. And uh, Aegon tell, like, takes the am- his half the amulet from right. him. He's like, you're going to die. You know, um, just like that. You know, you're going to die. Evil, <laughs> evil wizard. You're going to die. <laughs> um, so when Seth and Dar are lost, <laughs> they're like in the middle of like a sandstorm. They're like, we can't see it's, shit. They call it Mystic Fog. Which I think is really fun because to me that means that Aegon, being a super powerful wizard, is straight up casting this very confusing magical fog around his castle. So it's like once you go into the fog, it could actually warp you around the castle so that you become more lost than you normally would have gotten lost. Right. So it seems like they're like almost just like teleporting around his castle and can't fucking find the right way to go. Right. And, uh, you know... And also during this time, Aegon's getting pissed off because he realizes He that, only has half the amulet. Yeah, so he can't... He, like, tries to do his Braxis, like, youth regeneration. But it doesn't work. Bullshit, yeah. And that doesn't work. So yeah. he's like, mad wizard! Yeah. 
So then that is when Seth and Dar happen upon these two guys and a sexy lady. Yeah, they, they break apart from the fog for a for, for like a freaking second, man. And yeah, this uh, damsel in distress is what they see. And they're like, oh, not on our watches. <laughs> and they like kick a bunch of booty and quote unquote save her. And she's just like, uh, excuse me, those were my bodyguards. Dude, I was recruiting them to fight against uh, Aegon. Aegon. And like, they're like, can oh. you not kill my buddies? And they're and and they're and then and then uh, uh Dar's just like, uh, well, you should have hired better guys, I guess. You didn't recruit very well because we beat him up pretty easily. Yeah, he straight up says that. Yeah. Um, and then she explains that uh, she is from Aegon's town and knows the way through the fog. Yeah. So then they're like, cool. And Obligatory. Cuts- Dar tries to fuck her dude dar needs to keep it in his pants every movie where it's like oh you're a woman we got dar Time girls for kissies yeah <laughs> it's he's just like, like dar stop being but she like, like she like caresses his like his muscles at one point she just like starts stroking them really she weirdly. is kind of like a female dar and it comes out of nowhere where she's all of a sudden just like oh my god you're so incredibly you're handsome magnet. yeah you and your lion and that sexy falcon and oh your ferrets get me yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the at the castle, Aegon's castle, mm-hmm. Tall is uh, submitted to torture, 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 torture. With like cool um, practical effects, tentacles. Yeah, all of a sudden it turns into like a tentacle hentai. <laughs> but it, it really does. But I love the way that they did it because it seems like they probably filmed it in reverse. It's like or it's something. sucking the life out of him or yeah, something. Yeah, but he like is uh, like tied up and stuck in between in these the two stone like these, these two stone pillars and then just these like tentacles shoot out wrap around his face and then shoot out and wrap around his torso yeah it looked really good the way that they did that effect and really again good. the only way that i can probably figure out the way that they did it is that they just filmed it in reverse and like had those things wrapped around him and then like pulled them back and then, you know, you just reverse it. Now it looks like it shoots and wraps around him. Probably. Looked, like, like like an Evil Dead with the weird bush scene. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I'm yeah. not going to go any further with that. But and then um, Dar and Seth come upon these, uh, well, they call them s- savages, um, which is a not a nice name. Um, yeah. They, so they come upon indigenous people who are basically just white dudes in, in like, shorts with, White like powdery makeup. Face paint on, yeah. It's yeah. like, wow, you guys really didn't try But they've this straight one. up got spears, and they're like, ooga chaka, ooga Yeah, chaka. and it's just like, like, yeah, yeah. come on. And, like, and then Seth, it's a like, fantasy world, though. Yeah, Maybe this sure. is just how but it like, is. But what, what really threw me is that Seth is like, I know their language, and he speaks to them in their language, and then their reactions are all just, uh, 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 uh. you uh, know, and he's going, daka, you know, daka. he's like, you know, speaking in tongues, you know, and whatnot, and they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh. And it's like, wow, so are you Neanderthals, or are you... A civilization like, like what do is you this? have a yeah. language or do you just grunt well seth said that he speaks their language and he's speaking full-on words i mean maybe we can get lore wise and think maybe Aegon possessed them maybe and now they no longer think for themselves and right just, whatever think for yourself because i won't so they um <laughs> set up a trap and well i mean first off they captured dar and seth um mean, right. meanwhile uh the... and they capture rue yeah they capture, capture rue as well and then when rue like when they are like, investigating rue and we didn't even say this hold on when when the girl is caressing dar and stuff like that she says she has to leave and find more men right find it. more men yeah but while she's doing that 
Dar notices that his amulet is gone. And he's like, holy shit, somebody stole the amulet off of my neck. And then he looks in his bag. Koto and Poto just, like, right. took it because they're, like, little pranksters. Yeah. And, and he, he, goes, gave it to, he, he goes, this must be safer with you and puts it around Rue's neck. Right. The lion. Right. Because nobody's going to take a necklace from a lion. Right. So cut back to here, and then they capture Rue, and then who comes out of the of the uh, bushes to grab the amulet from Rue? Boob lady. That girl. What's her name? I don't even know. I don't know. think they ever said they her name. They never said her name. I just called up? her boob lady because she, because she, well, just because she had a lot of cleavage, you know? It's um, a it's a fantasy movie made in the 80s, of course. In the 90s, actually, th- at this Great. point. Oh, that's right. Both, both two and three were made in the 90s. Um, Shada. Shada. Shada, yeah. Um, so Shada... Yeah, so she so takes Shada the necklace. betrays so, everybody and fucking yeah. takes the necklace. Yeah. And then Dar escapes these people and sees... Uh, well, this is this is how, too. Um, after we see that uh, Shada takes the necklace and we're like, okay, she's working for Aegon, this sucks. And then, like, these tribal people are obviously, like, under Aegon's control or right. something. Right, 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 So then it cuts back to Dar and Seth, and they're, like, on the ground with their – they're, like, practically making snow angels in mm-hmm. the sand. But they're, like, tied to posts like that on the floor. Yeah. And then um, Chirac, Dar's falcon, flies through and, like, talons one of the guards in the head. Yeah. And he drops his axe, which – Cuts the bindings to Dar's right. hand. Right. So then Dar can grab the axe and the smack bindings, people free, with it. Free Seth, smack people around like he did <laughs> yeah. in the second movie. Yeah. And then and then they with like the make their, they make their way out of this. And then and as one also, of the as one of the guards is gonna make the killing blow to Seth, all of a sudden <gasps> gets stabbed in the back by yeah. something. Falls down, and who is it, John? It's the guys from the beginning who were robbing the family that D- Beastmaster that Dar saved. Yeah. They and d- they're like and they're like, hey. You you, uh, you spared, my, you spared life. my life, so now consider us even. He's like, but don't think next time I see you that I won't kill you. And then he doesn't show up again in the movie. <laughs> Which is totally fine. Yeah. It's just like a weird little callback from the beginning. Um, but then so, he but he also tells him that uh, that Shadow works for, Air, for Aegon. For Aegon, yeah. And like, you know, took the amulet to take to Aegon. So Dar's like, I've been duped. Um, and then Dar and Seth go after and find Rue. And they rescue Rue from the uh, from the. It was a big net people. that he got captured. Yeah, so in. they cut him out of it, you know. Yeah. And uh, and then and then while they do that, when they find Rue, they actually find Shada again and capture her. And they're like, "Hey, listen, lady, enough with your bullshit. Yeah, I don't care if you're playing sides. Just don't mess with our mission because I'm just trying to get my brother back, yo. Yeah. And I don't know what this necklace biz is, and you're trying to steal shit from me, and I don't like that, so give me back my necklace. Yeah. And so so then he's got that, and then they're like, you know what? Since you know the way to Aegon so well, you're going to take us to him. Yeah. So then they, like, bind her hands poorly because it's a movie, and she's yeah. obviously, like, flailing. Yeah. Um, and then they use her as, like, kind of a hostage guide. Yeah. And, and then they come, aco- uh, come upon a circus. Which is... Uh, really jarring they're doing this walk through the barren mountains and they see like a snake and then dar does his beast mastery and is like be gone snake i love you kissy kissy and then the snake like yeah goes away peacefully. he's like oh i love you too Bye. yeah <laughs> and then straight up there's a circus tent and i was like what what's 
going on here? And And this clown dude on stilts comes out. And it's just so jarring because we've never seen anything like this in this world. Yeah. Which makes me love this universe so much more. That there's so many possibilities for different cultures, different things that the are familiar to... The circus is in town. Uh, but, uh, but there's so many things that are familiar to our universe in the real world Earth. Oh, yeah. That happen in Beastmaster. Oh, like, yeah. Like, this dude straight up has diamond makeup around his eyes oh, with, yeah. like, a white face paint and lipstick. Mm-hmm. And he's on stilts. Yeah. You're getting really into this clown <laughs> thing. It's it, is this awakening something in you? <laughs> no. Is this like cats for you, John? <laughs> when you're a cat, you're a cat. When you're a cat, and you're a cat, and you then you're a clown. So everybody says I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so they find a fucking circus, <laughs> and, and they introduce this clown named Bay. His name is Bay. B E Y. Yeah. And for whatever, and and then they meet a witch. He he says the bay, the man on stilts, is like, "Oh, you've stumbled upon our circus. We are on our way to go entertain Lord Aegon. Why don't you come inside and speak to Madame Mystico? She is the head of our circus. Yeah, follow me as he like cartwheels inside. Follow me, <laughs> honky honky. And then my in, inside of the tent is this like. A beautiful woman who's like laying seductively on this bed in her like robe yeah her her mystic woman robe and she's got yeah. like long curly fran drescher hair i and, believe in life after love oh now. and also she straight up looks like Cher. yeah that's actually that's a better uh analogy than fran drescher yeah. she does just straight up look like Cher. and seth seth sees her and he's like Uh-oh. shit uh uh, Dar, we, we gotta get the hell out of here. We, um, I'll explain this later, but I don't really want to be talking to this specific lady right now. Yeah. And then Dar's <laughs> like, like, and then Dar's like, why not? <laughs> like, come on, spill those beans. Cause we fucked, okay? Cause we Whoa. fucked. Okay. I mean, you didn't have to go into that much detail. <laughs> I put my penis inside of her. I'm the Beastmaster. I don't understand these things. <laughs> It's called Sex Beastmaster. Do you know what sex is? No. But I know what evil is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she's like, she's like, oh, Seth, let's get acquainted. And it's like, leave us while we get acquainted. And she just like makes out with him. For, like, yeah. The and then I guess time. Dar's just like, okay. <laughs> like, like, leaves. Okay. Um, so he goes outside of the tent and like walks around for a bit. And then the acrobat dude named Bay uh, starts talking to Dar and he's like, Hey, I'm a big fan of yours, and I noticed that you go on <laughs> Okay, adventures. Nick Swartzen. <laughs> and I noticed that you go on adventures, and I just really want to be a part of that. I think it's really cool what you do, and you're really buff, and I'm I'm getting buff too. I have a restraining order against you now, Bay. You, you know that. It's okay. I'll stand back, and we can do this together, though. This is sounding like uh, Blades of Glory. Nick Swartzen <laughs> being like, you know, hey, Jimmy... You look, your hair looks amazing. But that that's totally <laughs> that's totally what Bay's going for though. Yeah. Is he's he's all about like I saw how I, I've heard stories of you and I think I think you're like really cool and stuff. And I think we'll be we best could, friends. I think that I think that we would get along. Like I do cartwheels and you have birds and a, a, a lion <laughs> and uh, a, a ferrets. No I, kid, it ain't happening. I, okay, okay, but I just I thought maybe I thought I thought maybe you would, no. I thought maybe you just want to give it a and that is all of Bay's personality. Take their diapers and fucking, fucking take care of these fucking kids. 
I'm a beast master, damn it. That, that I'm sure that was Dar's in, internal monologue. So then while Dar's pissing off in his internal dialogue, he goes back inside to the tent to see... Uh, Seth and, and the witch just making out. They're not fucking... Yeah, it's close, though. They were, close. like, about to. If, like, if, like, his penis was about to enter her If vagina. he listened to Bay for, like, five more seconds, <laughs> they, they been probably would have started banging. Going. Um, So he comes in, and he's just like, oh, this is what sex was. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I then, understand now. <laughs> and then she's like, well, I guess it's time to go. And then she, like, start, she uses her powers, and she turns a fucking Rue into a cat. Like, like a house cat. Yeah. And then he tur- and then she turns um Chirac, Chirac into a, a a dove. And then she turns fucking uh both Kodo and Poto into mice. And then she's like guards and then these and then the Crimson the Warriors Crimson show Warriors show up. up and they She's working for Aegon too. Everybody's yeah. working for Aegon. Can't trust fucking anybody. So they That's take That's like the moral of this entire movie yeah. is Dar should not have friends. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Except for Seth. He yeah. can say his friend. Seth is okay, but Seth, Seth is, cool. is also like kind of under the spell of uh, Madame Mystico. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. I'm just saying, like you know, he he works for the king. For the king, Dar is the king's brother, or is the king's brother. You know, yeah. You can trust Seth. It's about the only person. You can trust. Yeah, I think Dar can anyway. probably only trust Seth and Tall. Because Seth didn't know about this either. He right. didn't know this was happening. He was just he was making like, what do you mean? And, so yeah. yeah, so they captured, and she. It's like, oh no, she she she. She's evil too. A sneaky Damn it. on them, and so they are taken to. Um, Aegon's Aegon's lair, dungeon, cave, land, and Aegon tells uh, Dar that's like while Dar is like tied up over a pit. Yeah, he tells Dar that um, his brother will die within the hour because he's still being tortured, Mm -hmm. and that the rope you are hanging from will be cut because the rope is like swinging up against this knife. Mm -hmm. Really kind of cool, actually. Yeah. So the more that Dar struggles, the more the rope gets yeah gets cut by the knife, so he will fall into a pit and die. Yeah. Um, but you know, Dar being Dar, he gets out of it really easily. He after, like struggles until after Aegon like, leaves. He's like, eh, eh, ha ha, you know. Yeah, and then <laughs> the thing like, all heroes do. Like right as it's about to break, he gives it like a little bit of a swing. So then he breaks and then like falls off to safety. Yeah, over the pit. And then he finds Seth and uh, the witch, and he's like, Ah, witch, give me back my animals. Where are they? And then she goes, Mm-hmm. Okay, and then she just turns the cat back into Rue. She turns the mice back into Kodo and Poto, and she turns uh, Chirac back from a from a dove into a hawk. And and everybody's like, "What's going on here?" And she said, "I told you I'd get them inside the city." Boom! She's on our side. Yeah. So the she- witch totally like did a, had a whole plan of like I'm gonna act like I'm gonna turn them in, and we're gonna just like you know, because like the guard the guards that she had, the, you know that the. the the guards that she had uh, take ta- uh, like take the crimson warriors take yeah tall or dar actually are just her people. Is she probably like put a spell on them or yeah. whatever? And now or she hers. or she you know fucks them or something. Yeah, I'm just she's a witchy lady. She's a witchy woman. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but the one thing is though, um, Aegon did take the the amulet from uh from Dar. Yeah. So he has well, everything from, he needs. From what's her name? The the girl, right? Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, so uh, she, so he had, he has now everything to make to make the uh, eye of Braxis. Right, which is, I guess, just two pieces of an amulet. Yeah, and an eyeball that and he just yeah. carries around in his so pocket. He, yeah, so he reconstructs it. Um, and then Dar, while he's reconstructing it, Dar frees Tall from the tentacle monster, and, and then, then like takes him downstairs to like escape or whatever. Yeah, but Tall says, "No, Dar, we need to help Seth." 
uh, defeat Dra- Braxis because Seth said I'll go get Braxis. You know, uh, you get Aegon. your brother Aegon. Aegon. Because Aegon's summoning Braxis. Yeah, with the eye. He has of to go fight Aegon, and he says I want to go help Seth fight, and then Dar says no, you can't go. We can't. We have to get out of here. Yeah, you know, and then like, like we're gonna take you home. Seth can handle Aegon. Yeah, and probably then the coolest part of the movie happens. Of the entire, I think, uh, Beastmaster trilogy. May, may I? Yeah. May I? So Dar looks at Rue and he's like, "Rue, come on, let's go." And Rue just does this like, "I'm just a lion, dude," and kind of yeah. just walks away from him. Yeah. And then he's like, "Wait, wait, what?" And he looks up at Shirok and he's like, "Shirok, come!" And Shirok doesn't even move. And he looks over at Koto and, and Poto. He flies the other direction. He flies into another direction, you know. And then Koto and Poto, without any command or anything, they just kind of wander away from Dar. Yeah, and they all and all all uh, four animals kind of like meet each other and just kind of like look at Dar and then kind of look the other way. And then there and then Bay says, "They know what you have to do, Dar." And Dar's like, "Fuck." I gotta go fight Aegon. I gotta go face Aegon. So it's cool that, like, for a second, it seemed like he didn't have power over his beast anymore. Yeah. But it's like, no, dude, the beast just knew what he had to do. The beasts were saying, you know, like, it's the we right gotta thing stop to do. this you know, evil you right now. You know, now. you're the only one that can stop him. So cool. Yeah. I was like, that's such a cool moment. Oh, what a great moment. What a great moment. It was, it was rad. You know, it, it gave this me... what I'm talking about, about this being, like, really well written because, like, they have that moment. They have the whole, like, switcheroo that the witch pulls. I thought that was really cool, really yeah. well done. Like, there's some really good, strong moments in this. It gave me the feeling of, uh, you know, in, in Sam, Raimi's, uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man when he's like, when uh, Tobey Maguire's losing his powers or whatever. Like, or like that weird thing. Or like when, um, you know, on the train. It gives me more the feeling of on the train, you know, when he loses his mask, you know? And then, like, they all bring him inside after he saves because them. Because they know what they and have. Then they just, yeah. And they give him the mask back, and they're like, we're not going to tell anybody. You know, your secret is safe with us. Yeah. Not that they even know who he is, but, like, they've seen his face. They could identify him, you sure. know? But they're just like, we're not going to. God, what a great. Spider-Man 2 is a fucking great Spider-Man movie, man. Great. Yeah. So great. Anyway, Beastmaster 3. It's just Rosie, like that. I love this boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what happens next? So Dar is like, okay, I'm going to go uh, fight Aegon. And then fucking Bay's like, well, I'm coming with you. And he's like, fucking because shit. Because we're like. We're like best friends now. We're partners. I'm, I'm your hey Dar, hey Dar, Dar. Should I better catch up with him? <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> um. So, uh. I um, no no no. I'm sorry. At some point. Well, uh, you no know, wait no uh, no. I'm sorry. Uh yeah, Dar. I think Egg. Actually, I think uh, Bay goes to fight Aegon without Dar, because uh, Aegon like captures Bay, and he's like, "I'm gonna take you." Oh your... yeah, I didn't even write that down. You're totally yeah. right. And so Dar's like, I gotta go, you know, save my peeps and whatnot. So, yeah. and Aegon says he's gonna take away the life force of Bay to, like, you know, give himself another energy. Yeah, because Bay's a virgin, I guess. Yeah. You know, he needs the blood of a virgin. <laughs> yep. Um, and then, and then while Dar's going to do this, uh, both what's her name again? The Shada girl, Shada. She so, shows. Yeah, she's with them still. Yeah, Shada and um, Madame Mystico are fighting together. Um, yeah. Madame Mystico, actually, she has this, like, amulet that... It, it's like a circlet. That's where um, her power... That's where she can, like, use her powers. Yeah, so that gets cracked. And then she's like, well, time to do this the old-fashioned way. Yeah. And, like, punches a Crimson Warrior, takes a sword. Yeah. And now Shada and Madame Mystico just sorting up and fighting through Crimson Warriors. Yeah. It, it's, like, really cool, like, girl power moment. I love it. 
And then, uh, you know, so Dar tries to intervene, and Aegon, like, traps his animals, and... Um, he demands that Dar calls and off he, his beast. His, his Ru, at least Ru especially, because he traps... Um, he traps Sherrod in, like, a birdcage. Yeah, and he says, call off Ru, or and I will, I will, like, Because you know, he has crimson warriors lined up with, like, yeah. archers and it's shit. It's like, or I will have them shoot you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so then Aegon starts de-aging, and he de-ages a little bit. And then uh, he uses the eye, and Braxis appears. So this is the thing that uh, it took me a minute to really get what was going on. So, uh, because they keep you in the dark up until this moment as to, like, what Braxis actually is. Yeah. So the goal of Aegon is to use the eye of Braxis to open up the tomb of Braxis, which will unleash Braxis. Yeah. Who is this, like, uncontrollable evil spirit. And, of course, you know, this is the moment in the fantasy movie where it's, like, all-powerful wizard who thinks he's about to become more powerful and then Actually opens up the spirit Actually just becomes inhabited door, by the spirit. And then now he's just a puppet. And yeah. then Braxis takes over his body and soul and yeah. uses Aegon's body as a conduit to, uh, like, materialize himself yeah. in, into, like, a human Creepy form. Creepy ghosts about to <laughs> so alive. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and then so Praxis, yeah, so then Praxis, he takes the he eye. He consumes a, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he consumes Aegon and become and like materializes, and then he takes the, the the eye, and he's able to, he starts opening the pit with it, and you know, he's like saying, my children, like, you know, rise, you know, now, and take what is yours. And Praxis is this, uh, he looks, the best description I could probably relate it to is he looks like, uh, Baraka from Mortal Kombat. You know, okay. the, like, scaly, teethy uh, spikes coming out I was of his gonna, thing? So, like, he looks like a cross between um, the, the the villain from uh, Galaxy Quest and the dad dinosaur from that TV show Dinosaur. He also looks like the Koopas from the Mario movie. Yeah. Where they're, like, those weird small head with teethy, like, lizard people. Yeah. So he looks like that. Yeah. And and he's opening up, like, this hell mouth inside of this cave yeah. to, like, unleash all of his friends or whatever to kind yeah. of, like, wreak havoc and evil on the world. Yeah. And then uh, Dar, like— And he also, able... like, breathes, like, acid shit and yeah. kills off all of the Crimson Warriors yeah. in the room. And then Dar is able to, like, you know, take get the, the eye off. Like, he tussles with, with Braxis a bit. And he is able to swipe the, the eye off of Braxis. Because the eye is, like, literally a third eye on Yeah, Braxis. but, like, without it, Bra- Braxis can't see. So he's like, where's the eye? Where's the eye? And then uh, Dar, like, jumped, uh, like, Kodo and Podo are able to pick up the eye and give it to Dar while Rue distracts. Kodo and Podo climb up onto a chandelier above Braxis and chew the rope off and right. cartoonishly drop a chandelier on Braxis' That's right. head. And then they grab the eye. That's how they're able to get the eye off, mm-hmm. of, off of Braxis. And then Braxis picks up the eye, or, or uh, they are able to get cra- catch the eye. And Rue mauls Braxis. And then Dar throws the eye up and tells Braxis, Roast in hell, Braxis. And he stabs him. So cool. He's like, Roast in hell, Braxis. Big ass sword. And he does it like downward. So it goes yeah. like into like his like clavicle down into his stomach. Like, yeah. And then kicks him into the hell mouth. And he like, Yeah. And then the sidekick is like, hey, we make a good team. Like, we got it. You need me. You need a sidekick. You need me. I can be there for you. And Dar's giving the whole, like, I don't don't know about that kid. It's like, I work better alone, you know? Yeah. And then Braxis totally pulls a fucking Jason um, from Friday the 13th and does that last minute and comes back up from the Hellmouth, grabs 
uh, Bay yeah. and starts pulling him in, and Dar like jumps down and grabs Bay's hand. Yeah. Well, no, before that, because uh, you know, Dar's like, "What do I do?" And then uh, the witch, uh, the witch, and Seth show up, and the witch is like, "You know what you have to do? You have to destroy the eye." And so then Dar stabs right. the totally eye right. with like his bleeds. yeah, and it bleeds and it like explodes or whatnot, and then Braxis disappears forever. He's like, ah, sure, you know, but. Uh, Bay is still like, f- like over the cauldron, the Hellmouth, like he's gonna fall. Even yeah. though, like, really, his shoulders and his head are over, but the rest of his body is totally fine. So it's like, yeah. okay, dude, you're not falling over. He's going in like head first, yeah, but, like barely. Yeah, and and Dar's doing this whole like, take my hand. And it's like, no, dude, just sit him up. Yeah, it's like, fine, do a you know. Up and get out of like, that. Like, it's fine. No, not even a put because he's on his back. So it's like, all he has to just like pull him up. Like, yeah, have him sit up. It's it's fine. Um, but whatever. So. Uh, so they get he he gets a uh, bay out, and then he just says, "Let's get King Tall and go home." <laughs> yep. Just another day in the office for uh for good be- old Dar, for good old Dar, the Beastmaster. Um, the witch heals Tall. Yep. You know, and it's then, like a nice like peaceful aftermath. You know. Yeah, and then Tall's like so enamored with her too. He's like, "Oh, hello, yes, I I think I'm in love with you." I think that's just what the witch does to yeah. everybody. And and you know. Uh, Tall tells Seth because D- Tall tells Dar's like you know there are others out there that you have to defeat in order to like save the land. He and straight up says uh, there is still much evil, and Dar says I know, and it's up to me to stop it. You know, um, and uh, and Tall's like well, take Seth with you, Seth. You have to mentor him. You know, and Seth's like but he doesn't listen to me. It's like please, please mentor him. Look after him. And it's totally going to turn into, like, a lethal weapon thing where it's, like, it's, like, you know, Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. And, and you know, you have Seth being, like, oh, I'm too old for this shit, you know? He even gives a line that's very similar to that right before the credits roll. It's just, like, he's just, just like, like, he never listens, yep. you know? It's, yeah. like, oh, wait, how great. And then, uh... Shada, Shada joins them, too. Or Shada, like... Shada doesn't come no. with them, and she's, Bay like, have d- to stay here. Bay joins them. Yeah, Bay does. Bay's, like... Hey, so Dar, you know how we were like totally gonna make a really cool team and stuff. Um, I was just I was I was thinking about it, and I think it's a really good idea if we were if we were like best friends. Okay, fine. Get on my fucking horse. Oh my god, <laughs> really? I thought you'd never say yes. Okay, <laughs> he like hops on back, and then um, there was a quick moment when uh uh Kodo and Poto like run over to Bay. And you thought they were gonna? He was gonna like Dar was just gonna gift him. Give Koto away his ferrets again. Like the first movie, they die. The second movie, he gives away the ferrets. And the third movie, he's gonna give his ferrets away again. But then it's like, no, no, no. No, he's Come coming. Join our party. Yeah, he's joined the party. And so now yeah, it's all good now. Now, the trilogy of Beastmaster comes to a close, and we see our heroes Seth running off, and Bay, and Dar running off in the sunset, 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 <laughs> the sunset, in the sunset. What a trilogy. I loved it. I the loved second every one was kind of wild. Now that I realize that the third one's freaking awesome, then the second one kind of doesn't make sense the second why one they really did it. Doesn't fit, but I mean, it's, it's still good. It's still fun. It's fun. But this is like a return to you know to the original. Like, yeah, the, the first one was. I, I still get, see. Like, it's kind of like crazy it, Mad Max vibes. Sometimes it happens a lot in like you know certain series where it's kind of like you know the second one they try to veer too far off. You mm-hmm. know, let's um, like it's it's enjoyable, but it's like. An, Let's not do that again, though. Right. You know, it's like, that was fun. That was nice. I enjoyed it. Don't do any more like that. Right. Um, it's the unfortunate thing. Like, if this if this was a TV series, 
then you would have one episode where he goes to the future or something. Yeah, and, and it'd be it's like, like notoriously that one episode where he goes to the future. Unfortunately, this is three movies in one entire movie. Right. He went to the future. Like it'd be the notorious episode where like half the fans hate it, half the fans love it. You know. Yeah. Um. But like the but and the fans but that they, hate it fucking hate it, and the fans that love it think it's like the best episode of the show. But here it's an entire movie. Yeah. So it's like it is. I think the weakest one of the three. One hundred percent. But it's still enjoyable. It's still fun. I still like it. I still would. I would. I love watching it. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it is kind of like because the... now that I'm watching the first they one, because when they, you know they didn't continue with that, like oh, what wacky situation could we put him in in the third one? It was more of like a the third one was more like a sequel to the second one, exactly the, like, to the first one than the second one was. If if you are to watch all three Beastmaster films, I would even recommend that the viewing order would be one, three, two. Yeah, And then possibly. save the second one just for, like, some fun sprinkling when you want more Beastmaster. Because, yeah, because two is very much kind of a... Um, it's almost a parody of itself. I keep thinking that it's very much like uh, Evil going Dead. from Evil Dead 2 to Army of Darkness. Yeah. Where Army of Darkness is fine, but it's goofy and kind of has its own flavor, as opposed to Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2, which are almost remakes of themselves. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that... I'm going to stop before I open up the can of worms on Evil Dead. But <laughs> but uh, totally watch all three Beastmasters. I recommend it. I give it the Remy Me boom, too. stamp of approval. Me too. This gets um, five out of five farts. This gets like 12 farts out of yeah. five. I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed this. This is I thought, up there. Yeah. This is I, up there with like the Batman serial that we yeah. watched. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. And like this. definitely like and, and, and uh, Bubba Hotep. Yeah. You know, the ones we really enjoyed, you know. Um, I mean, of course, there's the tier where it's like, like coolest eyes, where it's like we love it, but because it's kind of hilarious, yeah, you know. Um, whereas like this is one of those like, no, this was this was actually good, good. I like genuinely... like Kung Fu Punch of Death, like yes. yeah, it's like this is a good good, like good, this it's is really awesome. good. Yeah, it's not gonna win any awards, but it's good. I was even thinking about like you know, it's kind of goofy that the Beastmaster. His main companions out of, you know, a lion slash, you know, tiger slash panther or whatever. Yeah. A lion, a hawk, and two ferrets. The two ferrets are more useful than fucking anybody. Anything. Yeah. That's incredible. And and I love that about it. But yeah. if, you, if you told that to somebody, they would laugh. They'd but be like, that's crazy. And have a very open it mindset. Makes total, it makes total sense in the, inside, in, the, in the movies. 100%. Because of how he uses the ferrets, you know? The ferrets yeah. are like kind of like the devious, like, you know, mischief makers, you and know, And also it seems like he's not controlling them. They're doing yeah. their own thing. They're just like, they, hmm, they're I'm going to go steal yeah. this, and I'm going to yeah. go bite this guy. I mean, I don't think he doesn't really control them in a sense that even though he's called the Beastmaster. I think he more just speaks to them. He he's speaks like, to hey, them, you yeah. You know, I don't think it's like, because, like, Aquaman can control sure. the fish, you yeah. know? Um but like, yeah, I don't think he really controls them here, or else why doesn't he get like a whole herd of animals? Okay. But he can see through the eyes so, of Chirac. Yeah, he yeah, so but he does not control though, though. That's just more like, you know, he, he has just, powers like, communicate. can communicate okay. and like kind of like, you know, kind of like how um uh Professor Xavier can like read the minds and see where all the other mutants are. Okay. You know? Nice I think that's I think that's kind of the concept here. I totally agree. If we did a remake of Beastmaster, though, the only change I would really make um besides the second movie is um just have like a battle where he has like just an army of, of animals. animals just like charging is like yeah that's what i would have i just want like that like that's like the the final battle of the third movie that's where you know? i thought this film was going when he got on a camel i was yeah. like cool we're adding animals to yeah his crew. but he doesn't yeah no, so it's, it's interesting why he just... doesn't add a horse or like a camel yeah. to his arsenal and be like oh maybe be who knows um 
Yeah. I mean, it would just be fun to utilize. Even even that moment when he had a snake for a quick second yeah. in this movie. Right. Because they were just like, oh, shit, a snake. It's dangerous. And yeah. he's like, he goes up to the snake and he's like. I wish we could have seen more of that swamp creature from the second from movie. the second one, yeah. Like, that guy was totally awesome. Like, there was some, this is really fun. It's a cool this world. This is really it's fun. It's a cool universe. Yeah, I, I would like to explain more. Uh, yeah, there's apparently a TV show, which I think both of us are going to probably watch on our own. And it's funny, because I totally remember this TV show. When uh, we looked up the trailer, even my yeah. girlfriend Miley, we looked at it. Like, I've she seen was, this before. She was like, yeah, this came on after, like, uh, Xena. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, actually, I totally I remember this. I totally remember this, yeah. Um... So yeah, so that's Beastmaster. We highly recommend. Please, you should definitely watch it. Uh, you can find them all on YouTube. So definitely check. Yeah, them out. each movie is free on YouTube. Just yeah, so go check them out. Check it out. Um, so that's gonna do it for Beastmaster. Uh, next on the docket, <laughs> we found a movie. Well, Remy found this. We'll do more research on it uh, before we get into details about it. But um, it came. It came to the. It was a joke. Because uh, my girlfriend and I, we always say beans as like an enduring term. It's just like, ah, beans. Yeah. And it's like, hey, beans, and stuff like that. So then I was just looking up things related to beans, and I found that there is a low-budget CG movie called... Animated movie, yeah. yeah it's a low-budget CG animated movie called Killer Bean Forever. Yeah, and it totally, like, from the trailer, like, we both watched the trailer, and it just looks like this, like, like assassin... Bean, who's <laughs> like, is that all the characters are straight up like a a, a little brown bean? Yeah, <laughs> and they've <laughs> got like, like it's like Mr. Potato Head, and they, but Mr. And they, B- bean. Head. And the animation is in a way where it's kind of like '90s TV animation, where it's like they're not really that fast; they kind of move slowly, you know. Um, you know what I'm talking I guess about? It reminds me of like Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, definitely. Like the Jimmy Neutron TV show. Yeah. Where it was like, uh, like Very they low had the budget. movie and it kind of looked clean, and they made a TV show, and it's like, oh, obviously you don't have the, yeah. the budget for that. Or like, yeah, or like the early Clone Wars seasons, you know. Um, but that was stylized. I felt like that just. Yeah, good I'm not a big fan of the Clone Wars animation, to be okay. honest. Um, but anyway, that's another conversation. But yeah, oh, so that's our next well, movie. We're, we're gonna actually watch it, and we'll tell you more about it. Yeah, watch Killer it. Bean Forever. That's next on the docket. Um, if we are next week or not, you know, both of us, uh, you know, everything since opening up now, since both of us have jobs, so yep. we work around our schedule. So we try to bring you an episode as often as possible. Um, but we're not. We don't plan on having like one of those long, you know, almost year breaks like we had uh, this last time. So. We'll get it. We'll get. We'll get to it. Maybe we'll do Killer Bean Forever, and maybe then we'll we'll uh, do uh, uh, maybe a um, wolf cop or a. Is is Ben still with us? Oh, not not still. as if he died. <laughs> no, he's still Sorry. he's still with us. He's okay. still in the area. Okay, yeah. cool. He is moving uh, to Colorado in January. Let's, so let's get him. Now. Let's yeah. get him before the end of the year. Yeah, and we'll do some more Care Bears with him too. Yeah, we gotta do. That's gonna be one of the Christmas movies we do this year. Is the Care Bears Christmas? I'm so excited for Christmas movies. Yeah, I, I hate Christmas, <laughs> but I love Christmas movies. Well, it was funny because the like one of the guy like uh, uh, in this movie when. Um, uh, Aegon first appears and he's all old. We were like, he looks like Chochum from uh from Santa Con- re- Santa Cla- conquers the Martians. It took me a minute to remember like what Chochum was from. I just remember he was the oldest man I've ever seen. <laughs> but I, you need Santa. He brings joy to all of the children in the world. Okay, got it. Can you speed up that conversation a little bit more? Uh, no. Do you, do you need a drink of water? Like an oxygen tank? Yes. Okay. Got it. I'm going to go. I'll be right back. Please don't die while I'm gone. 
So yeah, that was remember that movie, guys. Uh, that that was one of the weird one, weirdest ones we've ever watched. That and Santa and the Bunny. Oh, the Bunny, so, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Sorry, I had to yell. What a great. Oh my All god. All right, well that's it for Beastmaster, guys. <laughs> Sorry, now we're going on. I know. Trip. We'll see. We'll see you next week for Killer Bean Forever. And uh, remember to you know like this show, listen to it, subscribe to it. And all that good stuff. Give us ratings and all that good stuff. Goodly, goodly stuff. And we'll see you next weekend. Uh, for Remy, I'm JG. And remember, stay obscure. obscure. Hey, guys. JG again. One quick word before we go. Make sure to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can find us at OOTSS Podcast. Let us know your movie suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. If the movie sounds outrageous, we may just watch it. Thanks again, and 